All right, let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Benny in the Booth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got NFL Weekly Recap, Week 12 Recap, and we've got Week 13 Predictions. We've got College Football Rivalry Weekend Recap, and we've got the live College Football Playoff Thinking Reaction, which is starting, which is going to come out around 7 or so Eastern. And we've got some MLB news that's come out as the offseason is officially underway for baseball. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 103 of Benny the Booth Podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much do appreciate it. There was some MLB news. We are going to dive into that first, then college football, and then NFL. And at some point along the way, the college football playoff rankings, the show that will be starting very soon. Um, meanwhile, though, let's start off with MLB, actually. Um... Let's go. So, few moves have been made. They officially announced that uh, Cody Bellinger and Liam Hendricks are comeback player of the year, which makes sense. Liam coming back from cancer. Bellinger had been bad for the last few years and now finally had like the back to MVP forms. Made sense. Um, but other MLB news Kent Maeda is no longer going to be with the Minnesota Twins, signing with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, but that's not the only pitcher the Twins have lost. Uh, so I, before I get to the other Twins pitcher, Kyle Gibson is also going to be a Cardinal next year. But the biggest Cardinal addition to their starting pitching from the Twins is Sonny Gray on a three-year $75 million deal, which good for Sonny Gray in a way. Uh, I obviously am not big because I'm a Cubs fan and it's Cardinals. But the craziest part now about the Cardinals starting pitching staff is no one on that staff is under 34 years old. The lowest is 34, and the oldest is 36, because they also brought back Lance Lynn. So it's Lance Lynn, Miles Michaelis, Steven Matz, Kyle Gibson, and now Sonny Gray. And I'll also say there was a pick going around from uh, Gray's press conference as a Cardinal, which happened recently, where he was not looking happy to be there. There are also points where he was, but there was one pick that he just was not looking like he wanted to be there, and it was just kind of like... Are we sure he's not going to get this contract with the Cardinals? But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but now with MLB out of the way, let's dive into college football. Oh, boy. This was a crazy week in a lot of ways um, and also a painful week. The game, Ohio State-Michigan. Oh, interesting. Just came out. Apparently, Andre Dawson, who was in Coop, inducted into Cooperstown in 2010, uh, former Cub and at Expo, and a uh, whole bunch of other teams, changing his, wants his cap to be changed from Expos to Cubs. Interesting, which is kind of sad if you're a big supporter of Expos because there's not a lot remaining of Expos nowadays. Uh, but... Decided to throw that in there. Anyways, with college football, Ohio State, Michigan. This was Ohio State's year to really win with the whole scandal for Michigan. Jim Harbaugh not being able to coach this game. And it felt like this would be the year for them to end the streak. And what do they do? 
They don't. They lost 30-24. to Michigan is off to the Big Ten Championship game for the third consecutive year. This time, and for the second time in, th- in the three years, they are facing Iowa again. Uh, this was just rough for Ohio State, and days got to go at this point. Three straight losses to Michigan and only one win. He's, he's gone. He's got to go bye-bye. Um, I didn't watch this game live because it was on uh, Shabbos for me. But when I watched, turned on the highlights, and I saw they started practically started the game. I mean, it was like eight minutes in left, but like practically started the game with the INT that led to Michigan's first touchdown. I knew at that point that's why we lost. You cannot start a game with a touch interception thrown and expect to win a game. You're not. I'm sorry. I mean, Browns got lucky with Deshaun Watson against the Ravens, but generally you throw a pick to start a game, you ain't going to win the game. And, uh, yeah, just an ugly loss. Iron Bowl, which was crazy. Oliver was up 24-20. Coming down to the wire. And on a fourth down with a whole, because of a whole butt, because of penalties, penalty and a bad snap, Jalen Murrow pulls off a 31-yard touchdown pass to Isaiah Bond, barely in bounds, as Alabama survives Auburn in Auburn. 27-24, keeping their college football playoff hoops alive. Though, realistically, I'm not sure if they're going to win this week, and we'll get to that matchup in a moment. Kentucky upset number 10, Louisville 38-31. Iowa State upset number 19, Kansas State 42-35. Number 5, Florida State with their backup quarterback again because the starter was not injured, is out for the year. Came back from down 12-0, beat Florida 24-15. A Florida player was flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct for spitting during the game. And that is a recap for college football from this past weekend. Uh, I will give the schedule with the previous rankings. Uh, if you want to update it, well, I'm about to be announcing the update rankings very soon enough. Anyways, uh, and I'm going to give predictions for these conference championship games. So it starts Friday. Friday night, and I'm focusing on the Power 5 conferences, not focusing on any of the non-Power 5s, because Power 5s are the only ones that have realistic shots of uh, making the college football playoffs. So, Friday night kicks off the ones that truly matter to me, me and I think in general, with number 6, Oregon, against number 4, Washington. This is for the Pac-12 championship game. This will be at the Raiders Stadium in Vegas. I have Washington winning this game. They've already met this year. Washington won, and I think Washington will win again, keeping their hopes alive for the college football playoffs. Saturday kicks off 12 p.m. on ABC with the Big 12 Championship game in Dallas, a.k.a. Jerry's World, between number 20, Oklahoma State, and number 7, Texas. I have Texas winning this game. SEC Championship game, 4 p.m. on CBS from Atlanta Falcon Stadium. Between number one, Georgia, and number eight, Alabama. Bama's had a great run, but I don't think they're going to be able to beat Georgia. I have Georgia winning that game. Number 10, Louisville versus number five, Florida State. 8 p.m. on ABC for the ACC championship game from the Panthers Stadium. I have Florida State winning, even down to their backup quarterback. And then the Big Ten championship game, of course, is Michigan against number seven, number two, Michigan. Well, as of right now, number two, Michigan. Probably will change tonight. Uh, well, Number three, Michigan, but will probably change to two or so. Uh, versus number 17, Iowa, uh, 8 p.m. on Fox from the Colts Stadium. I have Michigan winning. Um, and that's it for college football.
might as well still might as well dive into NFL while we're waiting for the CFP rankings to come out because the show hasn't even started. Still got five minutes. Uh, NFL Weekly Recap. Thanks to Deron Blant. This is the one note from the Thanksgiving games. Thanks to Deron Blant, 63-yard pick six. Blant is now first player in NFL history to record five pick sixes in one season. Uh, congrats to him, which is crazy even me saying that's happened. Uh, Denver beat the Browns this week, 29-12, which is the first time that that score has ever happened in NFL history, a.k.a. a scoregami. Denver's also had a five is on a five game win streak, which is first time since 2015, with a 10-7 Giants win over the Patriots. First time the Giants beat the Patriots at home since November 8th of 1987, with Bill Belichick as their defensive coordinator. They won that game 17-10, and with a 12-10 win over the Vikings, which was without the Bears getting any touchdowns, first time they've done that since. T- since October 3rd, 1993 versus Atlanta Falcons, winning that game 6-2-0. My predictions record, this as it from the notes part of the recap. Uh, my predictions from last week, I went 12-4. and Overall, I am... Hold on, I have to check this because this might not be correctly, fully correct. 112-68. On the year on uh, weekly predictions for NFL standings update. Which, by the way, uh, next week's rankings are going to be Sunday, which I'm not putting a live reaction to because I'm going to be at the Jets game Sunday. I'm even missing the rankings. Um, But it will be Sunday starting at 12 after college football conference championship games. Um, I'm also going to be at the next game Thursday uh, because that is my birthday. So this is also the last... Episode me doing at the age of 23. I will be 24 by the next time I'm recording a podcast episode. Uh, but anyways, standings updating the NFL while we're still waiting for the CFP rankings show to even be in. AFC and the AFC East. Dolphins in first place at 8-3, followed by the 6-6 six and six Bills, followed by the 4-7 and seven Jets, followed by the 2-9 Patriots. In the AFC North, the Ravens in first place at 9-3, followed by the 7-4 Steelers and Browns, followed by the 5-6 Bengals. In the AFC South, the Jaguars in first place at 8-3, followed by the 6-5 Colts, followed by the 6-5 and Texans, followed by the 4-7 Titans. One other point I want to add about the Browns, the Browns are really falling down in the dumpster. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson got concussed during the game, probably going to be out this week. And by the way, I don't know what people are saying about the Hit, roughing the passer call out in Denver on DTR hit was not roughing the passer because that obviously was a he drilled the heck out of him and b that was a late I don't know but it's been whole fuming maybe it's not that's controversial I don't know there's a whole fuming about it but if people are trying to say it wasn't roughing the passer they're absolutely wrong um and Miles Garrett also left the stadium in a sleeve, which was scary, but it's just soreness in his day-to-day, which is a huge relief for the Browns as they play the Rams this week. Uh, anyways, back to standings update. In the AFC West, Chiefs in first place at 8 3 followed by 6-5 and five Broncos, followed by the 5-7 and seven Raiders, followed by the 4-7 and seven Chargers. That's for the AFC. For the NFC and the NFC East, Eagles in first place at 10-1, followed by 8-3 Giants, Cowboys, followed by the 4-8 Giants, followed by the 4-8 Commanders. In the NFC North, the Lions in first place at 8 3, followed by the 6 and 6 Vikings, followed by the 5 and 6 Packers, followed by the 4 and 8 Bears. In the NFC South, Falcons and Saints both at, in the same record at 5 and 6, followed by the 4 and 7 Buccaneers, followed by the 1 and 10 Panthers. 
And then the NFC West, the 49ers in first place, 8 and 3, followed by the 6 and 5 Seahawks, followed by 5 and 6 Rams, followed by the 2 and 10 Cardinals. Um, also, Raiders had a 14 nothing lead at one point against Kansas City, but blew it in the Chiefs' one in the end, 31 17. I'm pretty sure that was a score, something like that. By the way, week 13 predictions Thursday night football, Seahawks and Cowboys. This might, might not be interesting. But I have Dallas winning that game. Sunday kicks off. Colts at Titans. I have Titans. Chargers at Patriots. I have the Chargers. Lions at Saints. I have the Lions. Falcons at Jets, which is a game I will be at. I have the Jets. Cardinals at Steelers. I have the Steelers. Dolphins at Commanders. I have the Dolphins. Broncos at Texans. I have the Texans. Panthers at Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers. Browns at Rams, which I will be able to watch because it's a 4 o'clock slot. Even with Browns still having hope for the playoffs, I am actually going to predict the Rams because I'm not my... Even though there's still a lot of hope in me, I still think the Rams might come away with this one. Whether Browns need it to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, 49ers at Eagles, I have the Eagles. Chiefs at Packers, I have the Chiefs. And then Bengals at Jaguars, I have the Jaguars. That is it for NFL. For notes part of this episode, the ranking show has finally begun. So at any moment, they will start revealing the top 25 for this week. Oh, boy. My question is going to be uh, who's going to be four now with Ohio State having lost. There's not really any undefeated option, I think, left at this point. So at this point, it would be someone with a one loss. It'll be interesting to see who's going to be one, uh, number four. Also, interesting thing that came out this week, uh, former Ohio State uh, wide receiver, who I didn't even know much about prior to this coming out, uh, really thinks that the big difference between Ohio State nowadays and the Ryan Day era versus uh, what's called um, Urban Meyer eras, where like Urban Meyer would always staple at the beginning of the year the Ohio State-Michigan game, and that's what made Ohio State be hungry every year to win that game. Whereas Ryan Day, it seems like all the players are just taking it as another game, which it shouldn't be another game, just another regular game. It's not anywhere near just a regular game. I don't know anymore. Oh, boy. Well, that's crazy. Ten years of college football playoffs. Or almost ten. Wow. Oh, no, 10 years. Wow. 
Georgia is the first team in AP poll era to start 12 and 0 in three straight seasons. Good for them. Okay, here we go. Kansas State is number 25, falling down six spots from uh, from 19. Number 24, moving up from 25 is Liberty. Number 23, moving up from 24 is Clemson. Number 22, moving up from 23 is Tulane. And still number 21 is Tennessee. That is 25 through 21. Getting right into these rankings. Twenty moving down from sixteen is Oregon State. Number nineteen moving up from twenty-two is NC State. Number eighteen moving up two from twenty is Oklahoma State. Number seventeen moving up one from eighteen is Notre Dame. Number sixteen moving up from seventeen is Iowa. Fifteen is still Arizona. Number fourteen, moving down from ten, is Louisville. Number thirteen, uh, number thirteen, moving up from fourteen is LSU. Number twelve, moving up from thirteen is Oklahoma. Number eleven, moving up from twelve is Ole Miss. Number 10 moving up from 11 is Penn State. Now they're going to slowly reveal these rankings. Number 9. Is staying at 9 is Missouri. Who's number eight? The Bama move. Bama is still number eight. That is odd. Interesting. They don't move up after the Iron Bowl craziness. Unless I want to say because. They are higher ranked than Auburn, who's not even ranked, and that's why they don't move up. I don't know. All right, who's number seven? Number seven is still Texas. Okay. Well, now things will definitely be changing to some extent in the top six. So Ohio State still remains within the top six. The question is, where is Ohio State? So Ohio State, Oregon, Florida State, Washington, Michigan, Georgia, 
are the top six teams. The question is in what order? It's kind of crazy though, Bama didn't move. Also, what's interesting with conference championship games this year is some of these might not be division-based after this year, which a lot of them are, except for Big 12, because there's a lot of conference changings uh, going into next year, or at least in the Big 10, SEC. Well, really, all the conferences are going to be affected. Okay, here we go. Where are they going to be starting? Number six, moving down from two, is Ohio State. So Ohio State remains in the top six, but they are at number six. Falling down four spots after their loss against Michigan. Who is number five? Excuse me. Well, actually, Florida State's undefeated still, so they might be four. Number five is Oregon, meaning your top six consists of Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and uh, Washington to some order. Morgan moving up from six to five. Who is number four? Is number four Florida State? Number four is Florida State moving up from five. So they are back in the CFP as of right now. So I presume Washington is going to be three now. Yep, Washington is number three. Question is, is somehow Michigan going to be one? Or will it be Michigan two, Georgia one? I imagine Michigan would be two. I doubt they're going to be number one. <laughs> Yep, Michigan is two, which means moving up from three, which means Georgia is still number one. Washington also moving up from four to three. So that is the official rankings, which with the new changes to CFP rankings, Oregon and 
Washington is five versus three. Oklahoma State versus Texas is 18 versus seven. Georgia, Alabama is one versus eight. Louisville versus Florida State is 14 versus four. And then Michigan, Iowa is two versus 16. All right, let's wrap things up. so much for watching this week's episode of Benny Lou's podcast. On next week's episode, we will have NFL Week 13 recap with Week 14 predictions. If there's MLB news between now and then, that will ha- there will be that. And College Football College Conference Championship Games recap with uh, the final official rankings of who's in the CFP and who's not, and maybe some of the bowl games that will be happening uh, around bowl season coming up in December. Thanks so much for watching and listening. If you're new on YouTube, leave a like, hit the subscribe button, leave a notification button so you don't have fight when I go live and or post a new video. If you're new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, hit the notification button so you don't have when I post one there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I will see you in next week's episode, episode 104. Bye bye.